0: In recent podcasts, I've mentioned the fact that I'm moving more and more into the marketing strategy space. Yes, I'm still doing the copywriting stuff along with the help from other high quality copywriters, but I'm keen to put more weight behind the strategy side of things. Because if you don't have a marketing strategy in place before seeking assistance from a copywriter, whether it's for your website copy, blogs, email sequences, whatever, you're at risk of purely ticking a box and not actually achieving what you set out to do. And ultimately, that's attracting and retaining more clients, right? But I realize that some people have no idea what I mean by the words content marketing. And this episode is well overdue. So I apologize for that. But I thought it was important today to break it all down and explain what content marketing is and how it works or could work in your health and wellness business. Let's jump in. Welcome to the Marketing and Me podcast. If you're eager to grow your health and wellness business via effective marketing methods while maintaining your own health and wellness, this podcast is for you. I'm your host, Leanne Shelton, a bubbly, driven, chocolate-obsessed, positive thinker and action taker who helps business owners just like you overcome their fear of failure to step up and show up in the scary online world because I know you have a message that needs to be heard. And I know you want to make a big impact on the world. By becoming more visible in the online space, you can attract and retain your ideal customers. I can help you do this by putting together effective and engaging marketing strategies and copywriting at right time marketing. So feel free to book in a free 15-minute chat with me after listening to today's episode. The details are in the show notes. So, yes, hello, everybody. It has been a little while since I've recorded a solo episode. I had initially planned to always do this once a month and then life happened and procrastination happened probably a bit too. And I've been going, continuing with the guest episodes as usual But then just trying to find the time to put the solo ones in just hasn't happened. And this is actually the second time I've recorded this episode because I guess I put a lot of pressure on myself. Content marketing, Leanne, that's the key thing you do. This is like a cornerstone piece of content. You must get it right. So anyway, second attempt, I'm not, I'm just going to go with it this time. And hopefully you find this to be a very valuable episode. Uh, but first of all, because it's been a little while, an update from me. Uh, I've, yes, I've gotten a couple of, uh, big, clients on board which is very exciting both in the health and wellness space one is predominantly blogging but a bit of the marketing strategy in there as well and the other one is marketing strategy with the content creation so very excited to see what happens with them and i guess the next steps from here is to seek more of those and build up a health and wellness marketing agency uh, so yes, I've decided it's time to think bigger, not just be me and not just me doing all the work. Actually, use all the—I um, mean, collaboration was the word for 2021 for me. Use my collaboration partners that I've been finding throughout all my networking that I do, and start finding people who can do the the Facebook ads, the Google ads, the the design, the uh, you know all the different aspects in, in regards to marketing and aim it all at health and wellness because from some searches I realized most marketing agencies handle every niche but what if I'm I run the agency that purely focuses on health and wellness and therefore we become experts we're really targeted we know what we're doing and basically if anyone in the health and wellness space needs marketing done we are the ones that they think about so that's kind of my my vision. I've kind of uh, I've decided upon. I, I've taken a little while to get here, even though it makes complete sense now that I say it. But yeah, so that's where I'm heading. So watch out, world. Um, so with that all in mind, I decided to close my digital VIPs marketing membership. Uh, it just it was great while it lasted, and I helped a lot of people in that group. But ultimately, it was more for the lower end clients who were coming in. And I feel like I'm ready to step up uh, out of the pond into the ocean and, and target more of the bigger clients and, and charge more for my training and coaching. So that was a bit sad, but a decision that I put a lot of thought into, and I may open up a membership again in the future. It just, at the current time, I feel like I need to focus on building this empire. <laughs> um, now, what else has happened with me yet? So yes, You know, I'm big with the networking. Many of my guests, as you may have noticed, come from BX Networking. That's letter B, letter X. And I became a team leader of the Sydney Hills BX group in January. And what that means is, yes, I run the fortnightly meetings and I I, I have to organize presenters, present, I keep everything running smoothly. It also means I step up with who, um, like in terms of my brand, so more and more people get to know me who are in the leadership roles, and I, I get to go around the different groups, and it just it all helps with building the connections and uh, building that authority figure, I guess, be seen as the expert. Um, I've also on that same trail of thought stepped up as an education partner with the Sydney Hills Business Chamber. And what that means is I'm running the quarterly new member onboarding workshops. They're called the Making Successful Connections, just so people are making the most of their membership. So teaching them how to network effectively, since I do a lot of it, I kind of know. And um, we'll see what other opportunities come up for education and training in that space. But... I facilitated my first one the other week. Bit nerve wracking, but I feel like it went well and had some great feedback. So that's very exciting as well. Because as part of that, I get my logo put on the, um, the slides and on the banners at every Business Chamber event. And uh, actually, at the time of recording yesterday, I was videoed for a partner in focus, filmed for a video a partner in focus video, which is a cool like, three to four minute Um, marketing branding opportunity that will be screened at at least one of the events this year and I get to use that as well for my own marketing so it's all very exciting Um, so yes networking is a big part of my overall marketing strategy because look you can build a business purely online but for me I am a people person I need to be out and about thank you COVID for you know disappearing or touch wood Being almost gone from uh, where i'm living in in sydney australia so i with networking i feel it really helps with building my brand and people get to know me like me and trust me and you know because then they're obviously more likely to refer me and want to do business with me so the face-to-face networking is then complemented by my content marketing and shortly i'll go into what my strategy looks like so you can kind of replicate or get an idea of what it actually involves But let's take a step back and define what is content marketing. Okay, so it is a strategic marketing and business process focused on creating and distributing content that's valuable, relevant, and consistent. So valuable comes down to knowing who your target audience is. And in this episode, I've got some questions to ask you to kind of pinpoint that is valuable if you are speaking to their pain points. You're providing solutions. You're helping them take the next step in their personal life or business life. So on that tangent, yes, relevant comes under that as well. So are you providing content that's relevant to where they are at? Uh, Because if it's relevant, they'll obviously see it as being valuable. And consistent is a big part of the content marketing because you can't just say, I'm going to write a blog once, a blue moon, and hope to see results. Or show up on LinkedIn once every six months and wonder why you just don't have the engagement. So you need to be consistently showing up because that is ultimately what's going to help you with building your brand. So the aim of it is to attract and retain a clearly defined audience, which ultimately turns them into paying customers. So like personally, I've had back in November when my VAMI started with me, that's when I really ramped up my LinkedIn presence. And you may have noticed this if you're following me on LinkedIn. I'm posting multiple times a day, which is thanks to my, she helps me with all that. And that is helping with the consistency. People are seeing it. So back in November, I started January, two people reached out who've been following me on LinkedIn saying, we want to work with you. One has been put on a hold for the time being. The other one, I'm now writing regular blogs for them. So it does actually work well if you are showing up. You just don't know who is following you. And you can check out my LinkedIn episodes um, for more information on that. But yeah, so if you do a good job, you can build stronger relationships with your audience, which then leads to trust. And that leads to sales, which leads to business growth, which leads to self-satisfaction and a healthier bank account. So, content marketing includes, apart from yes, the social media posts uh, and Facebook lives. There's blogs, there's e-newsletters and other email marketing, eBooks, YouTube videos, and podcasts, and much more. So it's all of that stuff. Ultimately, it's free, free for people to consume. Yes, yeah, sometimes you can throw little uh, small price points on there, but most of the time they are low. Uh, they are free or very low cost so i will now share with you my i'll just quickly close my email so i don't have any alerts coming up okay my my content strategy with you uh as an example so as you know i have this podcast this is a key part of my content strategy uh, you're obviously consuming this for free. You are going to know me, my quirks, my personality, my expertise. Uh, I mean, recently, I guess it's more of my interviewing skills. But I also, as you would notice, I offer my opinion in episodes as well and give my insights. So that all helps out with giving the full picture of who I am. So my weekly podcast episodes are then Promoted on social media, so there's LinkedIn, Facebook, and a few different Facebook groups I'm in as well. Uh, so also on Instagram, and I think I think Twitter as well. I think Maya's helping me with Twitter. So initially, I just send out one post to announce that I have got this episode. But what Maya's doing for me is going through every episode and creating multiple posts to reshare. Just, you got to just reshare it. Just think of this, the podcast is just like a blog you reshare. I'll talk about blogging again shortly. But not just sharing it once, sharing it time and time again. I've also, thanks to my, started putting the podcast onto YouTube because I've got the Zoom files. So let's use that to get onto the second biggest search engine, YouTube. So this can help build my exposure even more using the same content that I've done for my podcast. Now, my podcast also features show notes, which you may have checked out before. So if it's with a guest, I had the bio about the person, a brief description of the episode uh, and other links and things like that. And if it's a solo episode, I usually include the whole transcript because I like to have a bit of a script to keep me on track. So then the show notes are uploaded to my blog. So this is ultimately what I'm doing as a blog at the moment. I have to get back onto writing regular blog posts, but I figure I have my podcast. That's a key thing to focus on. Let's just make that my key thing, and that's totally fine. So using the the blog section on my website, uh, that's where I put my show notes, and I ensure there's backlinks to my guests' websites, which gives me um, all helps with the SEO, having the backlinks there. So, yes, podcast for me is a key piece of the pie, the content marketing pie. I also write uh, social media posts with thought-provoking opinions uh, around mindset and marketing. Um, Then I have little videos here and there. Like I say, it's just a little day in the life of me I I, I set up. Uh, Also, I do have the promotional posts uh, about upcoming webinars, my service offerings, my meetup and updates and um, people I've met through networking or sharing that I've been networking and how my event's gone and tagging people and everything like that. Uh, I will go more into the different types of social media posts shortly, but um, I do make sure there's a variety of stuff there. Um, I also have um, a meetup group. So the Hills District Business Empowerment uh, Network, HT Ben, to have that meetup. So yes, I have physical meetups with that. So that is, I guess, not quite content marketing. However, I do have a Facebook group for that. Uh, I used to have another free group which I had created for the six-week online course I did last year, but I actually realized I post after the course, people weren't engaging with it. So why should I spend the effort on something that wasn't quite? It wasn't doing any. It wasn't having a any any type of benefit to my business, right? However, I will post the same question in the HDBand Meetup Facebook group and I will get engagement. And I think the difference of that is the purpose of the groups. So keep this in mind. If you do have a group, the level of engagement, you've got to think about what people are getting out of it. So the one I set up for the six-week course, it had done its purpose. It fulfilled its purpose. It was done. There's no reason for people to keep engaging with it after the course was done. However, with the Meetup Facebook group, People, they will, I mean, for one thing, I promote the upcoming physical events, so people get to hear about it through there as well as the Meetup platform. But I can also build conversations with people who most of them, I, a lot of them I actually know firsthand have come to the Meetup. So they're actually more likely to engage because they know the people hanging out in that group. It's not just a random batch of people who had the same interest in a course thrown together. So I feel there's a lot more engagement there. So I do put a bit more effort into... Building up engagement posts. And to date, I've been uh, this year getting the 12 person capacity to every meetup. I think because the Facebook group has been there, kind of keeping momentum going along. So that's part of my strategy as well. Then there's the email marketing. So I send out regular updates about trainings and podcasts. Um, I send maybe a, a once a month newsletter. I've have one to send out, which I'm pretty sure it's been about a month, maybe it's been six weeks, close enough. I need to get better at that too. But the newsletter is quite often a snapshot of everything I'm doing. And then occasionally there'll be just a targeted email. This webinar is coming up. Sign up here. I also, from time to time, write guest blogs. I haven't done that for a little while. Um, and usually they are unpaid opportunities. But this is great, a great way to get in front of a new audience and build authority and get those backlinks back to your website and show sure, Google that you're trustworthy and a good source. Uh, I haven't written an ebook yet, but that's next one of the next things on my list. You know, just add something else to my to-do list. Why not? Um, and I also do webinars. So I've been last year I did a series of free webinars with City of Primata, as you may know. I've started doing something this year in 2021, seven dollar webinars. So they're not quite free. $7 is, sure, that's payment, but it's um it's a great way to just get people into my world. See, I get to know what I know. Uh, yes, they may listen to my podcast. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're fresh on LinkedIn. This is the first opportunity they have to really get to know me. And yeah, build a bit of trust with me. I if I answer all those questions well, which I hope I do, that obviously helps as well. We're going, she is the person I need to turn to for marketing or, so i got one coming up on podcasting. I did one on LinkedIn recently. I'm going to do it on all these different topics so people are going to see that I know what I'm talking about in the marketing space. Think that's everything. Uh, yeah, I do a lot, but I have fun with it and I, yeah, I've got the, my VA to help me out with doing more than I could otherwise do my own. And as I build up the agency, obviously I outsource more of that as well. But it's all, look, ultimately I get the feedback from people. Leanne, it's like you're everywhere. Uh, so maybe listen to the podcast, they get their emails, they follow me on socials. I'm obviously doing the right thing on LinkedIn because I apparently I'm always at the top of the news feed for, for people. So this omnipresence Yes, no, I'm not a god. I'm not claiming to be a god. But, you know, this just is ultimately what you want to be achieving. People seeing you everywhere. So you're top of mind. Whether they're ready to buy from you now or in the future, you are front of mind. Constantly being visible is key. So I'm sharing this to show you what is possible. You can obviously start with just a small amount of these things, a couple of things, and go from there. Okay. I'm going to have a bit of a breath. <sighs> Let's help you put together a content strategy. So get your pen and paper, pause this if you need to, and let's talk through how you get one of these things set up. The first step, set a goal. Set a target and know what you're actually working towards, okay, and get focused. From speaking with my uh, particularly healthy wellness marketing clients, many of them take a spray and pray approach or they just say they do everything that ultimately doesn't help with your message and knowing where you're going to put your time and your effort in. So many of you are probably unfocused about what you're actually working, working towards, which makes it harder to put that focus in when it comes to marketing. So I have an activity for you. Interactive episode. Let's go. Think about where you want your business to be in 12 months and write it down. So think about, and then we'll do one of those little um, bit of a smart goal here, and say it is 12 months from now, and I am even going to set the date if you want to write down the date, 12 months from now, and I am serving clients with these particular problems, offering these particular products and services, making this much money per month, and working this many hours in my business per week. So thinking about who your clients are. Okay, so we let's work backwards from all that. So let's first of all serving clients who have what problems, offering what products and services that solve those problems. How much money do you want to be making per month, and how many hours you be working in your business? Okay. So now let's have a think about who are your ideal clients. How much money do they spend? Are they male? Are they female? Where they're hanging out? Think about all of those factors. Is it an organization? What kind of thing do they do? All that kind of stuff. You probably already have this in mind. And then think about their five main pain points. So why would they reach out to someone like you? What is ultimately stopping them from achieving their goals? What barriers are they facing constantly? Is it regarding time? Is it regarding to staff retention or um, oh, just or just um, lack of funding for training? Um, have a think of all those things. Or they're working all hours and they have no time for their family anymore. And that's not why they're going to the business, for example. So write down their five main pain points. And now look at how do your products or services and or services address these pain points? So how do you actually solve those things? Do you, I, do you offer, um, you know, if they're in physical pain and that's stopping them from being their best self with their family, right? Cause they just have to sit down they can't run around with the kids. So your service, maybe you are a chiropractor, maybe a massage therapist, you, Make them feel 100% so they can be their best self with their kids and their family. Or maybe one of their pain points is they, yeah, they don't have the energy. They're well overweight. They don't fit into any of their clothes anymore. They just feel lethargic. And you are a personal trainer and you are going to help them find that energy again, get back to the dress size from pre-kids maybe, whatever it may be. So have a think about that. And then... Think about your unique selling point. What makes you different from your competitors? What's that extra thing that you do that they don't do? So is it with uh, the chiropractic, you have you offer free training on maintenance and things like that. Do you use special tools that are unique? Uh, not every chiropractor is using them at the moment. Uh, as a massage therapist, maybe you use particular oils. Maybe you make your own oils. That would be quite unique. And as a personal trainer, what do you do differently? Maybe you specialize in women uh, straight after having kids, you know, six weeks onwards and helping them rediscover the sense of self and their body pre-kids. So once you've kind of gone through those things, you then think about where those people are hanging out. Are they on LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube? Because then this helps you with what uh, platform to focus on. Maybe they, yeah, emails is a great form for them. Maybe text messaging—that actually I didn't mention before—but that maybe could be a key way to get into across um, oh, their eyes. Because I heard the other day ninety-five percent open rate for, t- for text messages. Because think about—we always have a phone on us. It's not relying on an app. Do you know, because people not always, they may have the uh, app notification switched off. They may not check their emails all the time or only skim through their emails, but texts are going to open. So maybe text message is going to be, um, they're hanging on their phones. So that could be something to think about there. So how'd you go with that process? Um, feel free if you want to go back and listen to that again and just go through it. Or if you have a business partner, you want to go through it as well. Because once you know who the audience is, what they're struggling with and how you solve their problem, it helps with your messaging and getting that right. Because if you get that message right and you are speaking to them when they read their emails, they read those social media posts, if it sounds like you know exactly where they're coming from, then they know you're the right person to help. It's almost like you're reading their mind. So with all this in mind, like think of the pain points, for example. The pain points are what people are searching for in the search engines. So those are keywords that you can then incorporate with, in your website and in your blog, and your blogs, because your online presence shouldn't be about you. It's about the customer, what they need. So think about those keywords, and then you're going to incorporate those into your website blog, which I'll go into in a moment. Now, how to source those keywords? Apart from, one, just asking people, like in Facebook groups, if you were looking for this, what would you be searching for? If you had this problem, what would you be searching for? That's awesome if you can get to some of those uh, big Facebook groups, business Facebook groups. You can also use uh, tools like AnswerThePublic. So AnswerThePublic.com. And that uh, gives, uh, basically it listens into autocomplete data from search engines like Google. And then quickly cranks out every useful phrase and question people ask around the keywords. So, as a goal line consumer insight, that can help you create fresh, ultra useful content um, around your products and also help you evolve your products and services. So, just uh, keep in mind you're limited to only a couple of uh, free searches in that tool now. There's also, which I personally love, uh, Keywords Everywhere. There's also Uber Suggest, U B E R Suggest, which is a Neil Patella uh work very similar ways but the the keywords everywhere browser add-on easily installed on like chrome or firefox and shows you your monthly search volume the click um uh click per oh, cpc was that click per consumption per click whatever it is gone blank um but basically what you know the value of it when people are searching for if you are doing the Google ads and everything like that cost per click there you go came to me um, and so you click around, you can type different things. It comes up with what other people are searching for. And you kind of look at, if it's in the thousands, It can, you can actually get lost if you're trying to compete with that particular search term. It's probably very general. If it's around like a few hundred, that's actually a really good term to kind of target. So this helps you with getting uh, inspiration for blog topics and everything like that. So you put them into headings on um actually yes we'll go into website blogs kind of ties it in, this in. so website first of all uh episode 50 of this marketing me podcast creating an engaging and effective website so jot that down to tune to episode 50 afterwards and i go into more in regarding the website stuff but just using those keywords on your website put those keywords in the main headings and subheadings and incorporate that in the copy not too often because that's called keyword stuffing Put it in there enough that Google or other search engines can easily pick up those keywords and know that's what you're all about. You also want to think about um, alternative ways to say the same thing because not everyone's going to think the exact same way and insert the same exact same keywords. So keep that in mind. Um, So you can also, when mapping out your website, use um, like a there's a website called Slick Plan, uh, which I personally used to map out what your website looks like, all the different pages, and then allocate. A certain keyword to each page now with blogs so you can tune into episode one uh, of, this, of this podcast how to build a blog friendly business uh it was the very first one because blogging is like something i can talk about in my sleep but they you use also those keywords in the headings of your blogs uh, and throughout your blog as well because this is what people are searching for your blogs are what come up to answer the questions think about your own search habits when you're searching, most likely it's articles that come up and sponsored pages, but a lot of the content is actually uh, related to articles rather than websites and just their services page, for example. So blogs help you present yourself as an expert in your field and a key piece of content, just like my podcast, that can be repurposed via social media, videos, webinars, podcast episodes, or interviews, ebooks, and more. So there you go. Social media. I'm just going to have a quick sip of water. One second. Social media. Obviously, that's a really big thing. You've got to get onto it this day and age. You just can't get away with not. How do you spread your message without being salesy? Please don't constantly send promotional posts out there on your socials. Some people are guilty of this. They are often at risk of me blocking them because I don't want to be sold to constantly. I don't mind it every now and again. Okay, one in every four or five episodes, sure, uh, episodes, posts, sure. But I want to see more. I want to get to know the person. So like there's long-form storytelling. This is where you share like case studies, you uh, share your opinion on something, uh, or even just talk about why you do what you do, like a bit of the behind the scenes, bit of your personal story. All right? And then you add a question at the end which encourages engagement. So that's really powerful. Then there's video, and a lot of you hate me for saying this, but video should be incorporated in your social media as well. It's all about people seeing your face, seeing your mannerisms. It's the next best thing to meeting people face-to-face, right? Uh, They need to be able to see you, and you can do like quick, quick advice, quick tips, couple of minute video, and it's obviously great for the algorithm as well. Then you can also do things like asking people for advice uh, or just throw out a question, those kinds of things. People love giving their opinion. That often works really well. And you've got your social proof. So all those Google reviews you've been collecting, put them into Canva, make it pretty, share it on your socials because there's other people promoting what you do. It's not just you saying I'm great. It's someone else saying you're great. And as you know, word of mouth works so well. So that's just kind of a step up from that in the online world. And then you can put the call to actions. Then you can promote your services and you can promote all the other bits and pieces. All right. So email marketing. Let's go into that for a little bit. If you're not sending out emails, it's time to get started. And if you're not actively trying to build an email list, it's time to get started with that too. So yes, while we get a lot of them, personalized emails from the right people get noticed. So this is why it's so important to get your target audience right, uh, because then you can send dedicated emails. So I, for example, I've all the people who have signed to my webinars and trainings, I've got them on a set list to communicate with them about webinars and trainings because I've already know they're interested in marketing DIY. Right. So it's really helpful and I can I know that the open is going to be higher than if it was just a general blast. So emails just make them, you know, informative, lighthearted, plenty of personality monthly newsletter, maybe one or two promotional emails and just, you know, stay front of mind. So how do you build that list? Okay, so this is where lead magnets come in. So like I mentioned, I do like my webinars, um, either it's free or a $7, like a lead magnet. They come in, they get to know me. I share some advice for free or very low cost. And then I obviously get their email address to send them a recording. Then they join this list of, yeah, those who've attended to register the webinar to be in touch with going forward so webinars are great you can also do like uh, online challenges checklists uh free ebooks um basically give people a reason why they should give you their email address it needs to be a lot of value these days because these magnets are thrown out left right and center so I guess things like, I mean, even webinars have been overdone the last 12 months and, and Zoom stuff. But it's all, yeah, you have to show a lot of value. And A little tip that I once picked up was it has to ultimately have so much value for free that people would have happily paid for it and that they're like, wow, this is what I get for free from this person. I wonder what their paid program, course, sessions are going to be like. So that's ultimately what you want people to be thinking. And look, with the emails, yes, you want to make it nice and easy to unsubscribe at any time because not every email is everyone. Some people are completely overwhelmed with their emails. I know I've got like 1,400 unread. Um, So it isn't for everyone. So this is where you think about are emails going to work well for your audience and think about things like email sequencing as well and spacing them out, Um, you know, so say they do purchase something from your online store, follow up email say hey, so you bought this. Here are some similar products other people have enjoyed. Or here's a recipe that you could use. Or here are some extra exercises you can do that work without equipment, whatever it may be. And just kind of give extra value because this is all then the retention side of things. So you get them in the board on, on through the door, get them on board, and then you want to keep showing them that you're worth connecting with you're worth repurchasing from or continuing sessions with in the in the future so what else we got so there's podcasts okay so this like this one you can tune into episode 17 how to start a podcast which was just a solo one from me or there's episode 60 with darren saul podcasting for brand building and there's also my podcasting year in review which covers a little bit of of yeah how 2020 went for me in podcasting so it's obviously a very powerful way to share your message and educate inspire your audience and build a following your voice this is use your personality you're connecting with people uh i know from me listening to other podcasts uh, Two podcasts i listen to is um the kate tunes and ruby lees i then join up to their programs and masterminds as a result because i'm like i feel like they're a friend i feel like they get me i want to work with them that's really helpful. Um, also, have like ebooks. So, I mentioned that briefly before, or hard copy books. These are brilliant, obviously, for building your authority um, and expertise. If you do want to go into uh, speaking opportunities and things like that, you've got a book behind you. You're more likely to get through the door for that. So, tune into episode seven with Julie Warner how to self publish with ease for some tips on that have a lot of gone through i think i've gone through most of the different aspects of content marketing obviously you could delve further into them and then some but that just gives you a start now just to tie all those things together so think about which ones you want to focus on don't have to do all of them start with one or two to begin with and you can think about theming and so you group these all together into a content marketing strategy in a theme so it keeps you focused. So you can say this month is about um, mindset. This month is about nutrition. This month is about, it all comes down to your industry, right? So if you have a set theme, you write a blog around that, your emails around that, your social media posts around that, it just stops you feeling overwhelmed with where you go next with your content strategy. So that can just get you focused. Um, so... Based, I do have a few more questions for you to consider um, just to help you further with your content strategy. So I guess what you need to think about is which platforms you're going to focus on, right? That's the very first thing based on your audience and where they're hanging out. You also need to think about how will you manage this whole thing? How will you manage the content marketing? Are you going to look after all of this yourself? And if you are just a small business owner, micro business owner, maybe it is just you. That's fine. But are there going to be elements you're going to outsource? Are you going to go get, get a VA like myself who can help with social media posts? So mine is, mine is great with marketing. Find someone who's good with marketing posts, social media, and get them onto that. Uh, are you going to get uh, embrace a copywriter like myself and my team and get the blogs written that way, emails written that way? Uh, Or is there someone else in your team? Is there an administration person um, or someone who loves doing this stuff? Is that going to be their focus? Maybe they're the salesperson and they also do a bit of the marketing. So have a think about that in the whole big picture. Um, And if you are doing it yourself, how much time are you going to allocate? And you also need to think about a budget you're going to allocate to it as well uh, in terms of if you are outsourcing. So if it is you, think about, all right, uh, so I do half-day strategy sessions with clients. So I do bring up these questions. So it might be, all right, my clients, for example, will say, all right, I have five hours in my week that I'm happy to spend on my marketing and working on it. So therefore, I then put together a plan for them based on five hours a week. What's realistic? What can you actually get done in five hours a week? On the other hand, it is what's your budget? If you have a $1,000 budget put towards marketing, for example, and that could give you two blogs, um, regular emails and social media creation, for example, awesome. So you have that budget set aside to get this all plotting along in the back end. And that's obviously what me and my team can do for you. So, I can help you with a half-day strategy just to go more into that, um, just to tie up um, the episode. But what I basically do with that is for the smaller business owners, and obviously, if you've got a big organization, we can talk into more of a a bigger scale uh, strategy discussion. But the half-day ones, how they work is I have the first hour just discussing all these typical questions, just like we've gone through today, and working out. Uh, What are the goals for the next three months? What are the marketing platforms you want to use and how much time you've got to work on it? And then I do two hours on my own, putting together a three-month plan based on that conversation. So what are your goals for uh, month one, month one, two, three? And I map it out as basic as you need it, uh, depending on what your level of knowledge is, understanding or level of overwhelm, I guess, as well. And then I go, all right, let's do this month, these tasks, or even this week, these tasks, even this day, these tasks. And ultimately, if you follow this plan, you'll get to this goal. So then the fourth hour, we come back and we discuss all that, everything I've put together. And that's where we tinker with it and everything like that. And the next steps from there is I can then be there to give you training or even just coaching calls or be an accountability buddy and make sure it's getting done and fill any gaps. So if you're like, I tried to write the blog, couldn't do it, help me out. What are the next steps? So I can point you in the right direction for resources. And you may even be like, I've tried this myself now. I'm ready to outsource to, this to right-time marketing. So can you guys just write these emails and these blogs for me so I can handle all that as well? So that's basically how that's working and I'm loving it. I also do solo power, like, individual power hours so you can just book in a power hour with me i have a couple clients doing this once a month or thereabouts for an hour you tell me what you want to talk about we just brainstorm everything to do with your marketing for that hour what you need help with i give you tips and that could be what you need right now just to have uh, a couple of those locked in uh, especially if you've already kind of got a loose strategy in mind you just need help getting into place or knowing the next steps from here So feel free to reach out to me if you do need help with any of that. Obviously, I've got the 15-minute free chat we can go through. Um, But let me just say here as well, you know, just with the whole content marketing thing, in the words of Seth Godin, it's better to be sought than found. So rather than just focusing on the SEO and just going keywords and just hoping that Google stumbles across your blog at some point, you need to keep being visible. Right, you need people to ultimately be searching for your name or your business name, which I mean that obviously help that helps with the search engines because it's like oh someone searching for them gives you a little boost and things like that. But uh, when among your competitors, but you need to be visible through the social media, through the emails, through text messages, through podcasts, through whatever it is that you choose to do. Be consistent with it. Keep showing up, and you want people to be going oh. Uh, even if they're talking to a friend, I have the person to refer to you or I have this problem. I've been following this person for a while. I've tried to DIY. It's not working. I want to reach out to them now. So this is what you want. Get people, help people get to know you in whatever shape or form, video, face-to-face, posts, email. It all makes a massive difference. Trust me. But yes, so thank you very much for tuning in. I hope you found this episode useful. You can find show notes at marketingandme.com.au. And if you enjoyed listening, please subscribe and leave me a rating review via your podcast app or at ratethispodcast.com slash marketingandme. If you're interested in connecting with me, feel free to reach out via LinkedIn. Just search for Leanne Shelton and let me know you're a fan of the podcast. And you're also welcome to check out my website to gain a better understanding of all the awesome stuff I can do for you in your growing health and wellness business. Until next time, I wish you good health and good wealth.